Hello and welcome to the streamcast. I'm Kazuya Mishima and I'm here with Axwell and we fit trainer. Scraping <laughs> that barrel, I see. What do you mean? You gotta stay healthy like during these lockdown times. Yeah, we fit trainer. Yep, good. <laughs> and <laughs> and Troy's back. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back, Troy. Um, how are you? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Tired. No, I'm now I've actually slept, so I'm alright. I'm so used to saying tired that I just say it automatically now. But I'm actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. We're glad to hear it that yeah, you, you finally got some sleep. Um how's uh fatherhood treating you? Sometimes it's wonderful, sometimes it's a kick in the balls and you just don't know when which comes. And that's the <laughs> way to explain it. Really it's fun, it's fun. Um, there's also times where you can be frustrating and difficult. It's an experience. That's the only way to explain it. It's a roller coaster experience, that's how it treats me. Yeah, I like it, I enjoy it. It works. That's good. I assume... Uh... Number two will be on its way then. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> it's for various reasons I would prefer to wait. <laughs> one's, one's a lot. Like, we, she has cousins who are twins. They're at the same age. And yeah, one's definitely a lot, let alone two. My sister's dealing with that now. She's got a two year old and a newborn. And I would not wish that on anyone. They're a lot. It's like a couple of energies. No. But don't you get all the hard stuff out of the way at once and then they're all just big at the same time? I think that's like a common misconception. Because it's, I think, because kids have different problems, right? When you have a larger gap, at least for six hours a day, one of them is at school. That's what I've been told by people with two kids and the reason why they have that gap. Mostly childcare and school. So you have that time to kind of, I mean, were suffering during, during this time during COVID, but you have that gap to someone else looks after kids for a particular type amount of time, where and you can just focus on the one. But mm-hmm. if you have them together, you're focusing on both kids and have to realistically give them both the same amount of attention. That means encouraging them, you know, encouraging two kids at one point to, if they're twins, to sit up. You have to feed two kids around the same time. Until you get to bed at the same time, you don't really want to do that. Good, fair enough. Can be helped. I've seen one Twitter video of like this mother trying to get twins or triplets away from the fridge, and every time she puts one away, the other one's like right up in there. <laughs> She's trying to do it gently. She just needed to do one huge sweep and motion, and just sort of like you would have like puppies, just gentle push, <laughs> sweep them all up. Yeah, it goes to the point. Like it is difficult to like look after. It's. More than one kid at the same time uh, of similar ages. I'm just imagining like, all three of them like learning to walk and running at the same time. All in. They start masterminding and running in different directions. You're finished. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, as this is our Father's Day special pod, shout out to all the fathers out there taking care of their children. Good yeah, dads out there. Was that sorry? 
finally a day for me. Hard <laughs> for this, guys. I've worked really hard. <laughs> you would like to um put a bit of attention on the good fathers and memorable fathers in gaming. So, who is everyone's favorite father figure in gaming? Go around. Um, we'll start with Isaac. You know when, like, you're in class and there's a whole, like, big discussion, like, we're going to go around and you're just thinking to yourself, I've got time to think. They're not going to pick me first. And then you get... <laughs> I was hoping to go first so that nobody else could say my answer because I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you said the same answer, though, right? Yeah, we'll have to... Yeah, yeah. If, if it's, if, yeah, if it's genuinely your favourite, then... Like, not, yeah, so um I think my favorite is you know what I'm going back to an old classic. Um it's gonna be Rost from Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. So it's gonna be a little bit of spoiler for the game. So like if you don't want to know anything about like Horizon Zero Dawn, just skip to skip ahead like maybe two, three minutes. Um but Rost is good because basically his whole thing is in the village that he belongs to, he's an outcast. But the reason why he's an outcast is because if you leave the village, you're now an outcast and you can't like rejoin the village. And one day raiders came along and just killed his entire family. And he was pissed. Um, but it was a suicide mission trying to like go after them and kill them because like it'd be in their land, they'd have more resources, he'd be by himself. So he gets permission from the elders, leaves the village, and he goes on this suicide mission. But he wins. Like, he kills everyone. He butchers, like, everyone. He does the job. And he's just there, like, okay, what do I do now? So he goes back to the village, but he can't, like, rejoin them, so he becomes an outcast. And normally, being an outcast is, is something of shame. You've done something bad to the village, or you've just done something bad in general, so they've gotten rid of you. So he's an outcast for a special reason. Baby pops out of nowhere, randomly. That's Aloy. Um, I won't reveal much of Aloy's like background and where she came from, but basically she's an orphan. Ross looks after her. Ross takes care of this girl as if she was his own. Um, he instills all the the tribe's values, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, makes sure that like she's one of them, even though she counts as an outcast because, I mean, there's no one to look after her. So I think like it's weird. The village made her an outcast and made her live with Ross. So he trains her for this like big day where she can like do some sort of trial that's a coming of age thing in the village and she can become like a part of the village again and she teaches he teaches her how to like how to hunt how to fish how to look after herself how to be a warrior and there's like a whole like montage where you see her where you see him raise her from birth and i was like yo that is so good like she was his second again and he was her i guess salvation in a way because no one else in the tribe was going to look after her and then earlier in the game, um, during like the big trial, this like random like evil whatever comes in, and because of like Aloy's heritage, again that's spoiler, so I'm not going to go into it. Like they target her. Um, so even though Ross is an outcast, he was still like watching her every single move, even while she was at the trial, because like he really cared. She pops out of nowhere and just saves the day again. Um, unfortunately, he loses life because of this, but I love the fact that even though the village kind of did him a little bit wrong, like, he never held it against the village. Like, he loved the village and he loved Aloy and he just always did what was right for her so she could, like, reintegrate into the village if she ever wanted to. 
Um, and because he did such a good job, like, as he raised her, she could see that things weren't right. Like, this is a good man. Why is he being treated like this? Um, all the injustices in the village and their backward rules, which makes her such a good protagonist as well, because, like, she always challenges the status quo because it never really made sense. Like, why couldn't she play the other kids? Why wasn't she allowed in the village? Why is, like, my dad, who is one of the best men here, like, an outcast and treated badly by his own people? Um, and it's just a testament to, like, how good he was as a father that, you know, like, he raised this this great protagonist in this amazing game. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's Ross. Uh, there are probably, like, actual fathers out there, because I'm not a dad, who will be like, mm, maybe that's, that's just what you do. Like, maybe that's just a regular thing. But as someone who's not a father yet, like, I enjoyed, you know, watching Ross do his thing. Yeah, so Rost is my uh, gaming father. I think I think Rost is a good pick for a father figure because what he does in essence is othering a child. Um, and they might not be biologically related, but you don't have to be to be a good um, other figure in someone's life. Like their relationship is very healthy. Um, he teaches her. And he loves and cares for this um, person. So I don't think there's anything anyone could say about that, really. That's just something everyone does because people don't do that, I don't think. That's a shame. It is what, you know, life. We'll be better. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should be better. I think we as a generation are better and we need to continue to be better so the next generation are even better than us How about yourself Trey what's your favorite who is your favorite father in all of games I think it's tricky because I've actually I've played many games with many father figures I'm thinking about it I don't think I've played I, was, I think Joe's the standout one in my mind but after what Isaac said about Ross I'll say I'll go with him too just because I think it's just the ability of putting someone else above your own needs and concerns I'm sure he had other things to do and he could have done other things and could have continued to avenge and stuff. I remember playing the beginning bit of that game and just noticing despite the fact that she was being othered, he was always putting her before himself and defending her. I think that, that's what makes a good father figure. When it's, when it's difficult moments and you still stand up for your child, whether you believe in what they should do or not, stand up for them to help them attain what they need to or want to attain. Solid. I'm taking notes when I'm a dad. <laughs> got a whole notebook. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Troy. Thank you, Kira. I think it's kind of the same. Like Troy said, I can't really think of many games that have a visible father or like a father figure in it. So I'm just gonna go. But my old favorite, all from The Last of Us, because <laughs> you actually get to see him be father in the beginning. And I was doing a lot of research and you actually look at the timeline of how young he was when he had his daughter, Sarah, and all the stuff that he clearly did to make sure that he was a good parent and then becoming a parent for Ellie again. And that difficult decision that he makes at the end, which if you weren't in that sort of relationship with the child, you wouldn't be like, I'm literally choosing this child over the entire world. As any parent would, it'd be like, you can either take me or I'm, even with my child, so I kind of think, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Joel does a lot of things. Um, 
even after Sarah um, with Ellie, the whole thing of he has to let go of Sarah to accept Ellie as not her daughter, but as some sort of um, like a child that he's a guardian of. So there are a few moments in the game where um, Joel has the option to let go of Ellie or um, abandon her, which I think he he teases. He he decides to leave, and then ultimately, like I can't We're so much together. She means so much to me, and he. I don't think before that moment he admitted or knew how much he cared for Ellie until that moment, and he he saw how much it broke her. So that was um, a really big moment for Joel. And of course, the end when uh, spoilers for The Last of Us. Um, the Last of Us Two is coming out next week, guys. If you some haven't pe- some people haven't it, played it. If you Google, <laughs> um, he he completely clears out the fireflies because it's the big, you know, do I give up my child to, to potentially save the human race? There is a theory, a theoretical possibility that if they harvest um ellie they can find a cure as to why she is not transformed to infected to a clicker but joel's love for ellie goes above and beyond any sort of logic any sort of science breaks in there and he he, he kills it he kills everyone including um arlene who was actually the person appointed to look after ellie by ellie's mother so yeah um, I think Joel is a really great example. Uh, you know, for me, um, good names have been put up there. Like Ross is a good name. Joel is a good name. Um, I don't want to go to the obvious, but <laughs> I think everyone's. Oh, you know what time it is. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Kratos, boy. <laughs> I, and I need to justify. I, I don't need to justify it, but I'm going to. 2018 um, Kratos or pre 2018 Kratos? Okay, come on now. Well, the um, murdering his family, Kratos. <laughs> and well, this is why. Doing. And this is why he's a good father because he makes mistakes. He's not whoa, perfect. Whoa, that's, that's not a mistake. A mistake. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I didn't cut any of you off, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to need you to sit down, cross your legs, yeah, and open your ears. I want to take you along this journey. I don't want to be cut off. Right. This <laughs> is by no means a good man. He is not a good person. And um, in his past life, he does sort of IP and Lissandra, I think that's her name. He's been given a second chance at being a father, and not many people do. And I'm slowly talking about the 2018 game of the year here. He has this new boy in his life, his son, and it's it's sad because he doesn't know how to communicate to his own son. He doesn't know how to talk to him. He doesn't know how to show love because he didn't get any when he was a chi- when he was a kid. He was abandoned by Zeus. He was raised by his uh, mother. He was raising his little brother um, who, you know, fell into his own issues. And it's that cycle of bad fatherhood 
Kratos ended up killing his own father. Spoilers for God of War 3, because when you boil it down, Zeus was the person who was holding Kratos down because he was afraid Kratos was going to kill him, even though Zeus was purposely doing the things, fooling Kratos to kill him. And this is all about how does Kratos stop doing that? How does Kratos actually become a father to his son? And once you go, once you play this game, the characters in the game go through a journey as well as the player. And there are not a lot of games where you do that, where you actually come to, um, it's like you both uh, level up, in a sense. So, um, Atreus is, oh man, it's, it's, really, it's really a hard story to actually um, into words as to how good Atreus becomes as a father, because he doesn't start out as a good dad. There is a moment in the game, and I guess this is spoilers for God of War, if you haven't played it, uh, where Atreus falls sick and he's about to die. And this is because his god nature is fighting against his, unquote, human nature. He doesn't know he's a god, so he doesn't know how to control his power. So he gets sick and he's on the verge of death. And then you see Father Kratos about to lose his son, and he's about to do anything for him. He'll do anything. He'd give his own life to save Atreus goes to hell, does the impossible, getting the bridge keeper's heart to heal his son, and thankfully he is healed. And then you see the relationship change, as in the start of the game, Kratos is all, you know, being very condescending, talking down to his son, giving him one-word responses, and now he's trying to um, give him positive reinforcement. So even in the combat, when he's uh, fighting against enemies, he will start off by like, telling him off, saying, oh, your timing's off. Um, only fire when I tell you to fire. And you compare that to later on in the game where it's like, that was good, boy. That was, um, saved me there. And get to the crescendo where he is fighting against Boulder. That moment where um, Kratos and the Trace are like double teaming on Boulder is like, uh, such a good moment for me because it's like, this is what story of God of War is about. It's not Boulder being the big bad. It's actually Kratos and his son realizing that they need each other much as the other. And from the mid I think there's a point in the middle of the game where Atreus is like, can I hold can I hold mother? Can I hold her ashes? And Kratos is like, no, I don't trust you. And then he he um Atreus sparks back with, well you never well he he, he ever said you never loved her anyway, or she meant more to me. And that's like, right, that's a deep thing to say. That's deep. To the point at the end where Kratos willingly gives the ashes to Atreus without him having to ask, and they spread the ashes together, that game took me on the journey, and it took the two characters on the journey as well. And I think that's why... Good father... I don't know. I have to be able to ask you this question, but was he where was he prior to the mother's death? Do you mean? Like does he say that they don't have a relationship? What was he doing before? Um Trace was being raised by the mother directly, so she was teaching him how to read and how to all that stuff. Yeah. Creators was out hunting. They never had any quality time. Oh, so he was just like, Okay, your dad goes out really early to work and provide for us. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was just not like not involved, and then the mum died, and he was like, "Oh, okay." I don't. <laughs> I guess I, you're mine. I, Inheritance. I no, that, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, sorry. Bro, I think that's interesting out of all of the other others because I guess you see the obviously I still haven't played because our stream just went down or it's ironic because it is for fatherhood reasons why it went downhill downhill but from what you said I find it interesting the fact that he was really and I think it's interesting to show basically he was emotionally abusive and he had to check himself I don't think a lot of people do that or see the importance of that so the the importance of positive reinforcement, checking yourself. As a parent, the kids are learning. I didn't quite get that from this story, from what I had seen, but that's quite interesting that you've explained it like that. Yeah, um, I think it's it's something you get towards the end of the game. Towards the end of the game, you well for me because I towards the end of the game I had that moment where I was like, oh wow, like they've come such a long way because games nowadays they. The, they, they wind the script into the combat so like you get more story as opposed to a story set to cutscenes back in the day so um there is a definite shift of tone and that moment in the middle of the game where he's about to die is definitely the moment where he does check himself and he's like wow i'm i'm actually horrible at this i need to change or he's going to grow up and resent me they resent me or possibly kill me like I killed my father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There, there are there are a few moments where it's like, right, is that what's going to happen here? Um, I think there is a point where they actually have that conversation a bit. Um, oh yeah, they do have that conversation. Kratos tells his son, yeah, I had to kill my father. Um, this oh, is no, what happened. And, yeah, and I don't, I don't want this to be us. I think... Be, being a parent who is able to admit that they were wrong and then change, yeah. not just say that they were wrong, but to yeah, admit they were wrong and actually move on from that. Yeah, not just ask you if you're hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's a lot of um, things parents do that I, I don't think is healthy. And um, I hope that doesn't continue to the next generation. So, yeah, I think that's... I think it kind of plays on the importance of not just giving your child a good life because I'm assuming Kratos just provided for them. Like I saw the house, yeah, on the quality of time, it clearly looked like they were living well. But in providing for his family physically, he wasn't providing for them emotionally, and that's I feel like there's a lot of parallel with people nowadays because you're spending all this time at work to give your child a good life. There are moments that you're missing 100%. chances for you to match up with interests and learn about your child's personality. And then if you do lose one important or something important like the mother, there is this huge gap. There's a huge disconnect. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Game is, is, although not one-to-one -one relevant, it is relevant in the aspects, as you say. Um, and I feel that's a thing that we're discovering now that it's usually the fathers. Um, or, you know, there are societal reasons for that, who are the providers and the breadwinners, but they don't actually spend any time with their children. And that has a big effect on them. Um, yeah, yeah on, on both the father and the child, because the father doesn't know how to relate to the child and the child doesn't know how to relate to the father. So yeah, it does speak at several things. I think this game does a very good job at not telling you straight up what it's 
to you, but there's a lot of um story element story elements are uh, using um the stories that they are that, that that are hidden in the uh in the combat. It's good to see it translate into media where it doesn't seem like you're being attacked for what you're doing. It's just like done this, something's missing. Let's continue forward but work towards it. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see a positive yeah. outlook on it. It's it's like a safe space slash non-judgmental zone. But it's looking at things that are not right. It's also not like running them or, you know, straight up killing them off. It, there is, you know, um, it looks at things that aren't good and um, shows you why they're wrong and how you should uh, uh, operate moving forward, how to fix that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, one thing I meant, uh, one thing I noted from everyone's responses was there aren't too many fathers in games that I could pull out off the top of my head. That leads me to this question: Is fatherhood or parenthood represented in games? Um, let's go with Troy first. I think it'd be tricky. I think it's tricky to make those stories, I guess, authentic. It will have to do with so like someone like Corey who he used his own relationships. He had a lead actor who also used his kind of relationship to fuel the character. I think that's when you get kind of good stories. Whereas I think it's tricky if you're just trying to write one off the bat. It depends who's writing it, who's directing it, and what they kind of feel in relation to fatherhood. I feel like games with that kind of stories should fit into a wider narrative, I guess, of society, different frames of society. So then you will see more guess games with fatherhood as a key or parenthood or motherhood even being a child in these situations i think you see that kind of concepts with ellie how do you feel like being a child in this kind of situation with a, with a parental figure and how do you navigate that you see the kind of dynamics of the relationship i think yeah there's there's always room for that when you look at society as a whole but i think a lot, a lot of people rather just have a popular games are just things that involve guns and stuff so it's tricky to weave in those kind of stories when the kind of narrative you're going for if you ask that question i was genuinely think, trying to think of like mothers that i could think of in these games and i couldn't really think of any but i kind of think that if you're playing a character in the game whether it's story-based or otherwise you need a kind of strong emotion or cause the character to progress forwards and i feel like there might be a sort of consensus that a Bear, like two up, two down, with parents in the household, two and a half kids, lifestyle with a big garden and a dog doesn't really motivate for me going to war. And if you yeah, see in these yeah. kind of games, it doesn't feel like it's something that would push the character to do something, to like scour the entire universe for one of the greatest like um, forces of what motivates people is a sense of belonging. Like it's a family like being understood so i don't really think they try and bring in the whole family element because you're aiming to get something most people aren't going to be motivated just to go and get this big pile of treasure that'll be part of it but it's not just to be rich mm -hmm. it's in order to improve this it's for me to like get this money and improve my village to protect us from this you don't just go simply 
So, I think they bring family in for reason. Thing that actually, then that's a big thing, isn't it? Particularly in when you watch a lot of American shows and TVs, it's a thing that their father had always put them down. This particular father was right. Their father will put them down. They're always trying. So the army is a good example. Their father was an army person, but would always put them down. So then they enlist in the army to be better than them, but always kind of had the father in the back of their head telling them they're not good enough. So they literally spend their whole lives trying to live up to their father's very unrealistic expectations mm. of themselves. I guess that's something that hasn't really been touched. I mean, I guess Kratos kind of touches that a little bit. I guess he addresses that in the fact that he speaks to Atreus about and then, you know, actually killing his own father and why. I think I guess that could be a motivation. It, but I get what you mean. It's few and far between, right? To have those kind of motivations to go through a story. I guess that's the only one that hasn't really been explored. If you wanted to bring in that kind of relationship. I guess it could be the same for a mother. Their expectations too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of video games they try in order to get you invested, they try and prey on strong emotions. Contentment is not going to be as strong as rage or fear in a game when you get immersed in being a character. So they create these environments so you're aiming towards something. Not that these environments are bad, and that's actually quite nice. Like we're mentioning all the fathers in the games, like, do you know what? I loved this relationship. Do you know how nice it was to watch these two people relate to each other? It's kind of, I want you to go through all of this because the ending will be that much sweeter when you've gone across the world to rescue so-and-so, like, yeah. How do you feel, Isaac? Um, I quite agree with your points, but especially Akira's, um, because when I think about all the the fathers I can think about, like it's nice that they're there, but there is always something else. There's either tragedy or there's loss or there's fear or there's an adventure. Um, in all the fathers that we've mentioned, they don't have good times. Like something bad has happened. They're going through some shit. Um, and then to I think Akira or Troy mentioned this as well. I can't think of any mothers in gaming at all. Not one. Um, well, I guess Gaia counts from God of War, but she's not really playing a motherly role in that game at all. Um, I'm rambling. What is the main question I'm trying to answer? I'm just rambling. But even on that point, that's a good point. And that in the role of what is a motherly role, is that enough? What's a fatherly, fatherly role? Because I guess even if you're not doing what is expected of you you're still in that role you have an impact on that character now but is that enough though just having an impact like shouldn't you be doing what you're expected to do in that role um so, so if if we're looking at it from a game of gaming point of view if the impact is your parents not being there that kind of can drive you to do other things i guess even in kratos's thing the reason why he wanted a bit a better relationship I guess his relationship with Zeus was, I'm assuming, wasn't explored to the extent of Atreus and himself, was he did want to be better, right? So that was one of his driving factors. The fact that his dad was crap. Yeah, I guess so. Even though she's in there, I mean, I guess what you mean, her role's not really um, prevalent and they don't mention it enough. Even if she's not really motherly, I guess it's still the role. Like, it would impact is this Kratos' mum or Atreus' one? It is Zeus's mum. Zeus's mum. I guess it. I guess it impacts Zeus is why Zeus is, because the story I guess isn't really focused on him. It'd be a bit weird to kind of bring in that dynamic, but it is one. 
I guess that's why he's crappy too. Yeah, and Zeus is crappy because his father was crappy because he ate all of his kids, including Zeus. Oh, not including Zeus. I'm very confused. But he ate a stone he thought was Zeus. Yeah, he, he got tricked. He, he thought he ate Zeus, but Zeus is obviously a bad father because he had a bad father. So again, the cycle. Um, I think in terms of representation, I agree. I think parenthood is not represented very well in games. And I think there are multiple reasons for that. I think one of the first reasons is that video games at the start, um, children wear their target. And I guess developers and people, directors, weren't thinking of how many households when it comes to like attracting a kid. They were thinking of a cool young protagonist him against the world or her against the world and that was the thinking behind it i i i think yeah i get that yeah i think we've had a, a huge shift now because gamers who used to play in the um atari and the n64 and the ps1 are now in their teens they're now in their 20s 30s 40s and now some of them have kids some of them have nephews and nieces and now they're in that mindset that mind space that can consider a life with children and it's not annoying it is part of their life they are willing to play those games on the other hand you have directors and developers having kids now cory barlog's a good example does he make 2018 god of war if he doesn't have a son don't know so i think it's a lot of life imitating art and art imitating life that now we're seeing really good Specifically, father-child relationships like Joel and Ellie and Kratos and Atreus, Frost and Aloy. And another point is, I think the video games industry is still very male-dominated. And I would say too male-dominated because Isaac said he couldn't think of any mothers in gaming. And I can think of a few, but... Some of them are crossovers from anime. Some of them are non-existent or the fact that their mother doesn't really play into the game and not great, I don't think. So I think mothers need to get overlooking. I think writers and directors need to be better at writing mothers in gaming because a lot of the time they are just the mother of the main character or the mother of the villain or something like that. Um, And I... I think that needs to change because there are so many games out there and there are a, there is a big percentage of games that I just won't even pay any attention to because it's it's the same vanilla formula, main character's a dude, no parents, or you know, one parent is dead and the other one's the villain or the other one is non-existent in the life and you know it's all about them against the world and it's grungy and the villain is some you know, shade of red or pink. And it's like <laughs> Yeah. That's not unique. That's not different. And all of that, personally, I think a lot is being done in um, writing good father-child relationships in gaming. I think a lot could be done to help write good mother-child relationships in gaming because it can be done. I don't want to hear the excuse that it can't. Um, it can absolutely be done. And I think that's something that we should champion and ask for. I agree. 
don't, I don't think there's any argument with it. And I think it's just being creative in how you explore some of these things um, and how it can impact you. I think one of the... It's not a game. But maybe it would have made a good game is Steven Universe because it's really aimed at children, right? And it goes back to your point about making games for adults and maybe difficult points to address with children. Even though his mum had passed, it's that difficulty that he faces with going through all of these things and all of these all of these changes. Essentially, he's the reason why his mum passed away. Do you get what I mean? Almost like, I guess, how would you deal with the fact that if your mum had given birth to you, you don't know this to your older, but whatever reason, your mum had given birth to you, and then you had to make the decision, like, if I give birth, I know I pass away. I think what Steven Universe does well for children is explore the fact that how do you deal with the fact that your mum has passed or your parent has passed and how you as a father you deal with that and how as the child deals with it too i think it's an interesting kind of dynamic to show how you bring how you bring a character that's not there and one that's there but how it impacts everything about a person and their personality and i think what makes it more interesting is the fact that it's for kids it's really digestible I think when writing stories, I feel like sometimes we we can be a bit linear. Maybe we just need more writers to just think outside the box like that. Because realistically, is I guess for some kids that's a very hard subject. Like, how do they live up to? His whole thing was everyone else tells me about my mum. I have no idea who she is. Even to the extent that it's almost like if if you don't know who your parent is or your mum is, then someone's like you look just like her. Well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Because you have no idea who this person is. And I feel like they explored it really, really well. I feel like some freaking games could do that too. Just explore these different kind of family dynamics really well. And still have their violent element that they like to include in some of these games. Or no, just have like a platforming element. That's a really good point. Yeah, I agree with that. That cartoon's about storytelling. And now what we're getting with a lot of games is storytelling. So there's absolutely no excuse. I think that 100% 100% could be translated into a fantastic game. Um, and whether you decide to make that an RPG, uh, 18 plus game, a horror game, a fighting game, or a platforming game, I think a story can ring out, that story can work, and a character that's not there can be an intrinsic part of the story. So, from the somewhat limited pool, um, I guess let's like shoot out some good fathers that we know in gaming, other than the ones that we've already spoken about. So no Ross, no uh, Joel, no Kratos. Are there any more good fathers in video games off the top of your head? Big daddies. <laughs> Big daddy. He's not wrong. Hey. Yeah, they'll fight tooth and nail for their kids. I want to play Bioshock 2 and Infinite. But um, I've heard that, like, I've done a bit of research and big daddies are high up on the list of good dads, so. To be fair, they're on that side of the dad of I will do anything to protect my child, so. And in Bioshock 1, yes, I have experienced that. They will do anything to protect their child, so. Um... So basically, you're the villain when you play Bioshock If you 1. harvest the children, you're the villain. <laughs> you're killing the dads. You knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Hey, I was told and I was asked, would I kindly get rid of the big daddies and Andrew Ryan and all them and there? So, I mean, that was brainwashed, really. Oh, my goodness. Okay, is this a plot hole in the story? So, you know how, like, Tenenbaum is, like, a scientist and all that? Wouldn't she know about the whole would-you-kindly would nonsense? 
So couldn't she have just said, would you kindly save all the little sisters? She wasn't aware that's like the password. Oh, uh, maybe you're right. Okay. Yeah, because she'd know who she who he was, yeah. which is the only reason why she didn't shoot him. She would be aware that of all the background around him. I would only imagine she wouldn't know the password. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. You know what? I read Bowser was a good dad. And <laughs> yeah, of course. And like, my first thought was, wait, he's kidnapping babes and like making Mario look like a fool. And a kidnapping one woman. Making Mario look like a simp for what, 40 years? Mario's making himself look like a simp. Mario's yeah, that to himself. Not... <laughs> the reasoning is actually, it, 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 it checks out because he's got what, eight kids? He's a single father. Who all have castles. Exactly. He's a single father of eight kids and he has made time for each and every one of them. They have fun. They're never bored around their father and they all have houses. So I think he's a good dad. Mm-hmm. And only one of them is actually his biological kid. The rest are adopted. See, that's even more fantastic. He's a crook. <laughs> what? 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 How is he a crook? You're not out here literally doing kid- um, kidnapping. Hold on, hold on. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> Bowser keeps taking this woman. Okay, oh, fair she enough. Pun? She asked. Exactly. She wants she this. Did she consent? I think she did. I don't think, I don't did. think no you could use the word I can't think consent. consent. We don't know exactly. if she consents to Mario coming and chasing her around the yard. That's the time. That's, like, that's, we don't know the dynamics. I'm pretty sure she prefers Bowser to Mario. Bowser's got success. Kids all in fancy houses. Bowser technically a king. His own Bowser king. He is the king. Well, and then Mario comes into Bowser's kingdom, kills all his subjects, and then kidnaps Peach against her will. He's just there to fix her pipes. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because you know, the, you know, back in the day, they used to do like marrying of houses, isn't it? So like a king would marry a, a princess of another royal family. So maybe that's, you know, what's going on down there. Trying to marry... Does she want that? I don't know what language Pete speeches. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that Mario. I don't know what language Pete speaks, so... I'm here to say Mario is a crook too. I'm not taking that away from him. He's a crook. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But is, but is, but is Bowser too? Okay, he might be. I think that, yeah, be. I think they're both... Yeah. There's no proof. I think what we need is a game where Peach learns to speak and she says what she wants because she's forever in this tug of war between a fat plumber and a big dinosaur dragon thing. And it's like... She can not enjoy her own castle. Yeah, like, she's just getting may- shuttled around. Maybe she just wants to walk around a damn garden and like, this guy <laughs> wants to clean the pipes. This guy wants to, you know, breathe fire on her. It's all sorts of mad. I can't have him as a good dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dead, but bad human being. Well, he's, he's, bad, whatever. Maybe, bad entity. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, maybe actually. It was, to okay, me. Yeah, it was awful that. to everyone yeah, else. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dead <laughs> thing. Dead bad person. <laughs> I don't know any other good ones off the top of my head. I read Eli Vance from Half Life, but I never played those games, so I can't. Yeah, I can't comment. There's a guy called Lee from um, The Walking Dead in a Telltale game. Hey, is that the black guy who looks after Clementine? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's a good relation. Yeah, only uh, basically, Clementine is not his child, but 
it's quite early in the game that he finds her. I think she's hiding in the treehouse or something. The zombies in the house, and he just stops looking after her, protecting her. Like he goes into the house, like her own house, and starts fighting all these zombies because she <laughs> thinks her parents are in there. The game carries on. I'd have to play more of the game, but it's another one of those. Not my child, but I will protect this child. Right. My child, me and her against the world. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Now, not necessarily bad fathers, but memorable fathers. I will start off with the uh, Mishima fathers because they're not good fathers. <laughs> is it a they're tradition not... to throw someone into a volcano like your son? Is that a tradition? I, I do believe that it is part of the Mishima tradition. Um, they are by no means good fathers, and I have absolutely zero faith that Jin Kazama will be a good father when the time comes. But I have faith in him. Don't. But <laughs> that relationship is memorable. <laughs> that whole family tree... <laughs> One of the one of the guys has a mouth for a belly. Heihachi is like obscenely strong without having the devil gene. Kasuya is just a bastard. And yeah, they all they each each son is worse than its father in their own way. Wait, hold on. how is Jin worse than um? Yeah, Jin's not a father. I mean, so Jin, Jin's not a father to anyone. So I I mean, oh, I see. What you yeah, okay. yeah is a worse father to Jin than Heihachi was to him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think Jin might be a good dad. He doesn't seem like a dickhead like the rest yeah. of them. Yeah, power. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. He's not. I think he he is shown bad traits. So I think Tekken Six is where he wins the Tekken tournament and he owns the Mishima Zaibatsu. I want to say. Um, nice. And he becomes a bit of a dick. So he starts World War Three and <laughs> he starts killing all sorts of. Yeah, he's ending all sorts of life. And a lot of new characters come into Six because they want to kill Jin because they killed someone. Like Miguel, for example, his entire backstory is um, Jin ordered a hit and I think his wife got killed. So he wants revenge. So it's definitely bad traits that Jin develops. I've not played Tekken for a while because I would not have guessed that. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's not the same kid in Tekken 3 and 4. He's changed. How can you call... I've won a contest, so as a result, I'm going to commit genocide. A bad trait. Yeah, I think... Is it a good trait? Is it a good trait? <laughs> it's a bad, no, a bad trait is like, you know, choose really loudly. It's not on the same level as like, I'm going to kill everyone. Like, what? There are varying degrees of bad. Also, really underplaying this because you enjoyed the game. Yeah. I, I like Jin Kazama. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a yeah he's having a bit of a pop uh, right now. Tekken Seven is the story that centers around that centers around Hachi um, and Kazuya. And spoilers for Tekken Seven if you haven't played it. I think that's got a really good example of what a fine game story could be. Not too long, not too draggy. Every part means something to the overall story. Um, it's essentially the final battle between Hachi and Kazuya, and Kazuya finally overcomes his father. And you get a really uh, dark. Um, scene played where Heihachi throws off Kazuya off a mountain, off a volcano, I think, into a volcano, um, when Kazuya can't be any more than 10. And then you have at the end of the story mode, Kazuya finally overcomes his father, he kills Heihachi, and um, there's almost this sort of relief or vindication. He he overcome the dark cloud that's hovered over his entire life. Then you get a bit at the end where Jin Kazama's like, all right, now it's my turn to kill my father. So it's like, rah, cycle continues. 
Um, you have that Kratos talk. That's what's happening here. I think it's <laughs> Kratos without him discovering that he was a bad father. I know, that's what I'm saying. You need to have that talk. I'm, I've been a terrible <laughs> father. Killed your grandfather. I'd like to make a change, please, before you kill me. Yeah. That just sounds like it's like my turn. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. yeah I, I don't think Kazuya is going to have that moment. He, he just seems <laughs> evil to the core. He has that devil gene. No, I don't think there's any redemption for him. Hell of a cycle. Hell of a relationship. What would the women um, do? Um, June, I don't yeah, I don't remember what happened to Jin's mum, June. I think she was killed in Tekken 3 by an ogre. It's called uh, Ogre. I think yeah. a monster. Wait, there are ogres in Tekken. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, it, it's a it's an entity called Ogre. So oh, ogre okay. killed Jin's mum, and Jin killed Ogre. Um, Azuya's mum, I forget the name, but she's in Tekken 7, and Heihachi killed... Uh, because she was the she was actually the one carrying the devil gene. Because Yuya doesn't get the devil gene from his father; he gets it from his mother. Can't believe and that. That is so surprising. Hachi, yeah, Heihachi has to kill his wife because um, she tries to kill Kazuya and Heihachi. Kid. Hey, so he Wait, so hold on. Heihachi's not that bad. He defended the both of them. Is that what you're telling me? Heihachi wasn't always evil. That's what I'm saying. Oh, didn't he kill his dad with the rocket? No. Uh, he um, sent someone up into space that had the same haircut as him. Yeah, that's... I don't think that's, like, the canon story. I think that's... Um, you know, every character gets their own, like, personal story thing. So, like, in Injustice, everyone gets their own character arc. But that's not necessarily the entire... That's not part of the canon storyline, if that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. I remember how Heihachi's father dies, Jinpachi. I think you just <laughs> kill him. Was he and... killed by his son? I'd like to think so for this cycle to work, but can't remember. I just remember he was like an overpowered boss in Tekken 5. Um, yeah, the, the Tekken fathers, not great examples of fathers out there. Any bad dads out there? In comparison to what? Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that. I think you just popped it off. Any, any further ones in the Mishima, <laughs> the Mishima household? There must be some other bad dads out there. Entire family tree is Jerry Springer worthy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely speechless. I don't know how you could top it. I'm drawing is a blank. Full, is there a full Metal Alchemist video game? I think Probably you know, Goku is. because of that, actually. Goku Ooh. is a bad dad. Yeah. Oh. Okay, this is a good topic. Although he's technically an anime dad, he's been in so many fighting games and mm-hmm. other genre games that he might as well count. But I've seen a debate about this. There are people who say Goku's a bad dad because he neglects his son. He chooses death over his son. He's never even kissed his wife. Yeah, that's nothing to do with him being a father. It's yeah, but like, that's him being but a bad dad. Wouldn't you look to your dad to see how to love a woman? Wouldn't you look at his relationship with his wife? Mm. Yeah, but you know. I don't, I don't think him not kissing his wife is an indication of him being a bad father. I think 
worst, it makes him a bad lover. So like, I think a child would grow up and he would say, I've never seen my father kiss my mother. I don't think that gives a child any like vim to be a bad father when he becomes one. It would just make him neglectful. If anything, I think. Everything, everything you see your parents do, it does affect you at some point. Yeah. You don't see affection yeah. in your household. You're not going to be affectionate with your family, with your kids. Uh, he might not be a super saiyan on his child, but he's not being a good parent. Like everything he's done, yeah. apart from like being a good fighter, and I guess ugh, he doesn't even care about the greater good, he just wants to fight. No, he's done nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Out looking for beef 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a good influence at all. The other half of the argument is, I remember all of it now, <laughs> but um, because the way he expresses love isn't the way humans express love, because he's an alien. So, okay, his, so Goku's idea of quality time is actually training and fighting. Right? So he spends a year with Gohan in the hyperbolic time chamber, and after that moment, he says, that was the best year of my life, because I spent it with you, my own son. Um, his dream was for Gohan to become stronger than him, because for some reason, strength is... Well, that, that's currency to him, that's God to him. And he wants his son to be even stronger than him. He dies at least twice for his children. You can you, you can see that one or two ways. You can see that one, he'd rather die than be with his kids. Or you can see it as um, he, he values the life of his children so much that he's willing to die for them. How many times have we heard parents say they're willing to die for their children? It's not just a saying. It's something that they truly believe because they love this child with everything, every fiber of their being. I think Goku wanted to die for his friends more than his child would go on. No, I agree with Troy. Do you know why? Because when he like teleported Cell away, he stood there yammering on instead of like teleporting him away, coming back and letting Cell blow up by himself. He could have survived. I'm not even going to lie, I've not seen him give him much vim as he did when Krillin died either. So do you know what? Mm, In it? about that one, you know. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's a... Uh... I, mean, I thought it was a fair point when it was said. I I think I think majority of it is actually to be fair, but I I still believe he would die for his friends more than his children, particularly Krillin. Yeah, I agree. Why is he best friends with Krillin? Krillin died twice, and he went yeah, and yeah, he he ballistic. Yeah, well, I don't know. Last time I've seen Goku happen to react to his son dying. I think he's never he's never seen his children die, has he? Exactly. It's always been the other way around. So I. I don't know how he would react to seeing Gohan or Goten being killed in front of him. Wait, why has he died multiple times? Because you can be resurrected. No, I mean set the scene. Like, why did he die the first time? Okay, the first time he died because um, he had to pin his brother down to be killed because his brother was trying to destroy the planet or enslave the planet. And um, Goku held Raditz, his brother. In a full Nelson, Piccolo basically killed them both. And, and the second time... Piccolo. <laughs> and, and the second time um, Cell was about to blow up destroying the entire planet Goku the only one knowing how to teleport teleported himself and Cell to a distant planet where they where Cell exploded and killed Goku this is not a good person because I'm just thinking so you died once already and you've traumatised your entire family and then you had an opportunity to die again and you were like you know what I've got nothing planned for the rest of the week let's die and traumatise my family again <laughs> pretty much 
I think I, I I think the second one is more forgivable than the first though because there's literally no one else who could have done that. He could have come back. The he same way he's going long. out looking for oh, no, the time. <laughs> so that's true though. Yeah, he was he was he had a monologue saying how he's proud of his son. I think in that time he could have teleported. Yes, King Kai's and then come back. Mm-hmm. Like, let King Kai take the L. He's that anyway. He's a slug. Then yeah, you know that's, that's fair actually. <laughs> First time is actually stupid because um, he let Raditz go because he's a gullible idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess you could argue both times were stupid and could have been avoided. He's given the option to come back at the end of the Cell Saga and he chooses to stay dead. And then something happens in Super, which I don't remember because Super is. Yeah. Can you monologue how much you love your, your son and then you're given the opportunity to come back to life and you're like, nope. I'm going to say that. At least kill your son and take him with you so you can train him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look <laughs> <laughs> right. at the scale of bad father. Because what is this? what? <laughs> Subject. Which one? That is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's show he cares. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> I think that's a sign of selfishness. Uh, <laughs> Goku is the most selfish person in Dragon Ball Z. Yep. The most selfish good guy, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah um, the guys are like, oh, Goku, should we bring you back? And Goku's like, nah, I actually want to stay dead because his reason was um, he believes he's the reason that bad people come to Earth. So like the android saga, Dr. Jiro wanted revenge. Uh, Frieza came to Earth because obviously Goku beat him and Namek, etc, etc. So that was his reasoning. What about Boo, though? He was responsible for Boo, who was the strongest. Boo was essentially his theory being proved wrong. Yeah. I guess... to aspire to. I want to be a memorable dad. Not a good one, <laughs> a memorable <laughs> one. I think um, on, the, on the same vein of anime, I think Van Hohenheim is a memorable dad. Um, not a good dad at all. I think he, he's one of the full Metal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. 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 He's trash. He's worse than Goku. What are you talking about? You know what? I think he is. <laughs> I'm thinking about it and comparing them. I didn't tell the tape in my head. And yeah, Van Hohenheim, he, he pretty much walks out in a minute. So. Wait, yeah. what's, the, what's the reason why he walked out? Because I can't remember. I know there was some reason behind it, but I can't remember. It was so long ago since I read that manga. Um. I can't remember if it was before or after their mother died, but I remember he walked out on them and then they had to like on their own. And they don't see him until much later and Ed just hates him despite looking just like him. Um, I think it's because Anne Hohenheim died because he was powered by Philosopher's Stones. And he didn't want to see another partner die. I think that's what it was. If I'm wrong, someone on Twitter can correct me. Spoiler, he dies at the end because he forsakes the Philosopher's Stone's power. He can finally die. Oh. And then he's buried, he's buried next to uh, the Elric's mother. Jing, he's one of the worst fathers out there. He's basically Van Hohenheim. He just leaves his son. And he's bad, but at the same time, like he owns it. Like He sees his son again, he doesn't care. So, Does that make him less bad? <laughs> 
a little bit. Like, it's the consistency. It's that consistency that's there. It's like, you know what? Gone. You don't wait, gone? gone. Yeah, don't don't expect anything from your dad. That's it. Don't long. Like... Very low here. Yeah, that's a very low bar. It's a really low bar. But at least there's no confusion. The kid can go on with his life. Find a new role model. Find a new father figure. You can forget your. I feel he does string him along though, because there's that bit in um, Greed Island. This is where it's for Hunter, but whatever. Greed Island arc where Gon has a choice. There's like two cards he can use, and if Gon. Mm-hmm. This is the card that transports one person. He will be transported to his father. If Gon uses the other mm-hmm. card that can transport your entire party, he goes to Kite, who is a friend of Gon's father, because um, mm-hmm. he rigged the game that way. So because he's he's essentially embarrassed of himself, and he only speaks to Gon if he comes by himself. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if Gon goes to anyone else. That person's gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing? This is your kid. You left him alone." Like. Um, I think there are parts there where he like he does give Gon that carrot stick, and he dashes it away. Yeah, exactly. What somehow they like Gon to just forget about his dad, man. Like you don't he's need like him. Twelve, like I don't know what Toriel was gonna just forget about his dad. Yeah, he knows he's true. out there. This is why I think if Hunt Hunter ever gets finished, I think it will be like the best shonen of all time. Gon is written. So well that he is annoying. He's a twelve-year-old. He's not meant to be likable. Oh, he's not likable at all. No, he's, he's not meant one to be of the worst protagonists I've ever seen in my life. And it it's just very good writing. He's annoying. He's twelve. He's headstrong. He is a boy. He would love to see his father. This is all stuff that you would see in a real twelve-year-old. They are annoying. Yeah, it's true. I just want Gon to forget his dad and move on, man. But it's easier said than done because you're asking someone to forget their father that they know exists that they know is alive everyone who sees him goes oh you're the spitting image of him oh your father was so great how is he meant to forget about his father it's a constant reminder that's true the negative um, emotion that motivates you forwards it does make for better storytelling the thing is Gon doesn't even hate his father but the dad is an awful person yeah and him constantly chasing whatever it is he wants from the father the story longer because mm. if his dad just turned around and was like oh it's all right you know you're the best own mm. player around the footy then the story's over yeah five episodes and it's not great so, yeah that, that's true that's true the list of like really bad fathers got long <laughs> and it was like this is the worst we could do and then somehow we managed to surpass it with an even worse parent wait i think we can lower the bar even more this is the thing look at how low this bar is gonna get it's gonna go past hell <laughs> absolute worst father is Sho Tucker from Full Metal yes, Alchemist yes I was about to say that too absolute worst father of all time I think I, um, Ter- anime Go on. I think oh, on Instagram there was a guy who was cosplayed as him and in his hand he had the nerve to have like world's best dad mug I just have <laughs> what a troll <laughs> His um, he has a daughter and a dog. Basically, um, oh, spoiler alert, by the way, for FMA. Spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist. Basically, merges his daughter with a dog, and it is the most sad thing. It's irreversible. It's horrific. Mm. It's so bad. Like it needs to be put down because that's an abomination. But 
just like i can't remember what the reasoning was i think he just wanted to oh no do what to create some sort of like homunculus that was his research not homunculus um chimera oh uh, yeah that's that rings a bell oh i'm on her um wikipedia and uh nina tucker uh what is it species human formerly <laughs> wow <laughs> So rude. Do you know what? Yeah, if because there are there are other um human chimeras, but they can transform back into human. So if he did that for his daughter, all right, great. She's got this awesome skill that she can turn on and off. She's basically a what is it? A zone type from One Piece. But yeah, what he did, like she can't even speak anymore. Yeah, I think if if the transformation was reversible, it's still bad, but it would be. Better than what he actually power, did. I wouldn't say it's bad because she's got a plus now. I mean, without her consent, it's bad. Okay, without the consent, yeah, right, fair enough. That's true. Because like, though she is not obviously she's a child, but I think it's very important for parents to have that open communication with their children to make sure that they are okay with stuff before they do it. Not thinking that you know they're the parent, they know what's best for the child. Um, just on one piece. Uh, how do you feel about Dragon and Garp as fathers? I feel like Luffy was Garp's second chance to be a dad because Dragon just went the other way. Completely the other way. Dragon, Dragon was a lost cause to, to Garp. But I think I get it because all of what Garp stands for, that's not what the world government is. It, it's something that's kind of twisted. So I can see why Dragon went off and did his own thing. Um, I can't quite remember why Garp doesn't want to, spoiler alert, I guess, doesn't want to become an admiral because he keeps turning it down. Um, no, he wants to work in the field. But at the same time, like, when you work in the field, you can get stuff done. If he was an admiral, he'd be, like, stuck behind, like, red tape and bureaucracy and things that he probably doesn't believe it's true because I'm not going to, like... In his heart, I feel like Garp is a pirate like the rest of them because of like what he believes in and like he's on good free terms. Spirit. Pun? Yeah. He's he's more of a free spirit than um Goku, for example. Is he more of a free spirit than Goku? Goku. Um oh, he Sengoku. is an ad- oh, yeah. Goku. Uh Sengoku oh, okay. from One Piece. Yeah. Like remember the Marine Ford arc where Sengoku's like, no, don't interfere, no, no, no. And then Garp is like Oh, that's my grandson. Yeah. Uh, when Ace gets... Um, oh, that was horrible to watch. Garp was torn. Yeah. Garp should have done a job, man, and just fuck everyone up and leave. Just take your take your son and go. What sort of... Spo- Wait, hold on. Troy, are you reading um One Piece? Or watching it? No, I do not do One Piece. It's too long. I can't get into it. Sorry. No. You, you don't care about spoilers? Nope. What about yeah. you, Akira? Yep, carry on. Andy, where are you? Um, I've actually forgotten about manga, so I haven't been reading it for a while. Um, what, what part are you going to spoil? Ace's family. Yeah, I, I've gone. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I know about that. Okay, fair enough. Spoiler alert. So, like, Garp just lets the, the son of, like, one of his good friends just die. Like, oh, wait, hold on, that's... The whole part of the Marine Ford. Like Goldie Roger. Just just lets him die. Nah, Garp should have stepped in, taken his 
taking the sun and just left. I just say, listening to all these anime dads you guys are listing and how the first, then the last one, it's no wonder that people have attached themselves so strongly to like the father figures in video games like Joel and I think, was it Lee? And yeah, the other yeah. ones that we've listed today because god damn <laughs> the bar is literally on the floor all these and Kratos included it's about building positive relationships where it seems a lot of these animes relationship with the parents is awful and it just stays awful yep mm-hmm. so yeah and that's not even us going into like cartoons like um Fire Lord Ozai I was thinking of him yeah <laughs> Oh, what a bad dad. Your child is crying, saying apologies, and you're just like, nope. He, he's up there. He, I think he's up there with the uh, Kazuya as, as a bad dad. He's, he's much worse than um, everyone else we've mentioned. He, he burns his son's eye because he spoke up in a meeting. It's like, come on now. I, someone who doesn't see his children as humans, but as chess pieces. Yeah. Yuko becomes a dad, he becomes better than his father because he, so he would be put in the pile of Paul and Kratos of becoming a better person mm. because of your history. Yeah. Which is why his arc is definitely the best arc of. Yeah. Yeah. We Z- don't even need to argue this. Zuko is my favorite character in, in the original Avatar series. I think that's yeah. what's making, what makes so him good. so relatable yeah. is because they've made him so human that his journey isn't straight, him becoming person it's twists and turns and that's what makes that's what makes a parent a parent like you guys were saying earlier it's a learning experience you learn as you grow as you go on you make mistakes at the end of the day you're aiming for a positive outcome yeah yeah Hmm. i really like zuko's personal story in the original series because you said it's not just hey this thing happened to me i'm good now it's he starts off evil because he has a motive He's not evil just for the sake of it. He's like, my father has banished me. I need to win my father's favor. Yeah. I need to win my father's love. And this is the only thing. This guy's a dick because he sent his son out to kill the Avatar. <laughs> the, 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 um, prophecy, the prophesied strongest person in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, kill the strongest person in the world and I will love you again. That's a good dad. A dick. He... He's evil for a couple of seasons, and then there's that moment where he has this chance to become good. Um, I think it's Katara kills him. Katara talks to him, and they, you know, they discover there's a bit of um, they have something to bond over, and there's a moment of truth. And Nico betrays the good guys, and that is real. That's not meant to be a likable moment, but it's meant to be a real moment. And you're like, at that moment, like, Zuko's a dick. Why has he betrayed them? He tricked all of them. No, he's struggling with this person he is because he knows deep down what's right. He's um, conflicted with his father's affection. And for some reason, he still thinks his father will forgive him and will let him back in. Um, and then you get that gradual change, the final season where he's like, I... I I know the truth now. My uncle was right. I want to be a good guy. And he has to overcome the the gatekeepers, Katara, Sokka. (laughs) 
Thank you, listeners, for listening to the pod Father's Day special. Um, let us know what your favorite gaming memory is related to your father. Let us know who your favorite father figure is in all of gaming. And do you think fathers are well represented in games? Let us know. If so, with examples, and if not, with um, how you feel the gaming industry could improve the father-child dynamic in gaming. Let us know via the Twitter and the Instagram at streamcast underscore. Subscribe to us on the YouTube streamcast. Check out the website, thestreamcast.co.uk. And check out our Patreon too. Um, our $3 tiers will get shout-outs. Our $5 tiers will get shout-outs and early day content. So you get our content a day before it goes out to the general public, like this pod, for example. And the $10 tiers will get shout-outs, early content, and exclusive content. For example, Troy playing Spider-Man. And if you would like to know what we think about Spider-Man, check out our earlier pod. Isaac and I discuss and rate Spider-Man. Spoilers, it's a very good game. Thank you for joining us for this Father's Day special. And take care of yourself. Catch you on the next Dreamcast.